0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible they keep this show free to listen to i came to parenting with everything i learned in childhood yelling punishing controlling and shaming after trying almost every method i found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy listening doing away with rewards and consequences and being a safe place actually worked It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Michelle, and I'm here talking about mindset shifts and how important I believe that they are in parenting. In fact, I think they're one of the most important things in parenting, changing our mindset, because we come from a society that has a certain way of looking at children. The old school thought of children should be seen and not heard. Children need to be punished in order to learn things. Children need consequences. Children are born immoral and that we need to teach them explicitly everything through the use of punitivity. So this overarching idea is kind of knitted into our society and its ethos. And so of course it permeates into all of us. And even the most conscious of people or parents, you know, who believe in all these ideas of connective parenting, we can't help but have these ideas, these other, you know, societal ideas creep into our mind. Not only that, but when we're parenting with consciousness or connectivity or gently or peacefully we feel judgment from the the people around us who don't accept that as a way of parenting or really frown upon it so we can't help for our mindset to be a certain way in this world in society and that mindset really affects the way in which we come to our kids and to our parenting and so It's a really big job and it's a really hard job to change the way in which you think about things, especially if those things have been ingrained. If you were brought up in a home where punishments were used and consequences were used or yelling or this idea of teaching kids through punitive measures, then that is going to permeate your psyche no matter what, even if you try so hard to get rid of it. When I work with clients, The first week, everyone's really excited. They love the idea of connection and it's super fun. And then by week two, people come back and they're like, oh man, this is really hard. A lot of people believe it's really, really hard. Those, you know, the second, the third, the fourth week, because it's not the idea of connection that anyone will really argue with when you really sit down and talk about it. Connection makes complete sense. The brain science behind it, the way in which kids respond to it, the way in which it makes us feel, it makes complete sense. But it's so hard to fight against that old thought process, that old ideology. It's almost as if you're working twice as hard. So you're working really hard to understand, oh, I can use these tools instead of punishments, or I can infuse you know, special time here, or I can you know, really lean into play. That seems logical. But making the shift from knowing that it's what you want to do and doing it is only hard because our old mindset gets in the way and we start to question ourselves and we start to question the method and we start to think it's the wrong thing to do. Most especially when we have pushback or when we have a child who doesn't want to cooperate, then it really pushes us into this idea of like, it's not working or this isn't the right thing to do. I need to go back to using consequences. Aren't there some consequences I could use? I have a client saying to me lately, well, yes, I believe it and all, but then, you know, at some point you have to use a consequence, right? And I think, you know, this parent didn't really, they, they might have believed that, but I think they were just scared, you know, scared that they would be doing the wrong thing and they would be doing a disservice to their kids. So, When we can change our mindset, when we can really truly believe that our child is not a bad kid or doing things that are wrong because there's something wrong with them or that they don't understand the right thing to do or that they aren't moral or all the negative things that go through our brain when our kid makes a mistake, when we can change the mindset into believing this child isn't doing well, they're not finding their way in this moment, they are offline. They are making a poor choice because they can't access the right choice, not because they're a bad person. When we can change that particular mindset and also the mindset that goes along with, if they are bad, then I have to treat them badly. I have to give them punishment. When we can change that mindset in our head and actually truly believe it and let the bad behavior, quote unquote, go, when we can do that, Then it doesn't matter what tool or trick or tip I give you, you can actually operate all on your own because you have the right mindset and your, your ideology will inform your behavior and you will lead with connection because it will be so much easier. You'll be able to access it better.
0: ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24 7. At DoneFirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one click refills, insurance coverage, and 24 7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month. And pharmacy copays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by BiHeart. BiHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein alpha-lac found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. BiHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim, what it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about BuyHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at buyheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited
1: time. Additional terms and conditions apply. And I find that when I work with clients for a long time, like three, six, eight months, that's when things really start to click and it becomes an automatic response because your ideology has really changed. And I think it takes like really sitting down and talking to people or really sitting down and diving into all this pedagogy to change your mindset. We can't necessarily just read a bunch of Instagram posts and listen to a couple of reels and then believe that we can change everything. Because it does, it does make complete sense and it feels good and it feels right connection, but it's hard and there are many facets to it. And if if you don't change the way in which you think about parenting, even before or while you are learning these ideas, you really can't change your entire methodology because that mindset shift will constantly be bringing you back to the place where you believe that your children are not, they're not good inherently. And somewhere inside of us and our society has told us that, that exact thing, that children aren't good and they need us to make them be good by punishing them, by giving them consequences, by yelling at them, even just by correcting them. I, call correction and reprimand and lecture kind of like punishment light that this new way of like reasoning or talking to our kids. And what it really ends up being is I'm going to sit you down and tell you how wrong you are. Let's have a talk about it. But these talks people have about it, people, parents often, not always, but often have about it are like, Let me tell you all the things you did wrong in this situation. I'm so guilty of this when Asmi was younger. I honestly would like have a long-winded lecture with her, telling her all the things that she was doing wrong. And she would be like, la, 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 put her hands over her ears, tell me she doesn't want to listen. And then I would get more angry because you're not listening to me. How dare you not listen? And I think that idea of just correcting a child or really lecturing them is also can be considered a punishment because you're just pointing out their wrongdoing in hopes that you're teaching them how to be good. But lecturing a child or reasoning with a child or just pointing out their wrongdoings or correcting a child doesn't make them be good, doesn't make them change their behavior, doesn't do anything except for for my strong-willed child it really made her angry with resentment because I think it was shame she was trying to escape. And for our kids more like Pia, You know, it just pushes them deeper into their withdrawal. And for other kids, it does all kinds of other things. But what it doesn't do, I don't think, is teach a child how to, quote unquote, be good, do better, make a better decision. I think kids don't make good decisions because they're offline, because their thinking brain isn't working in the moment. They can't access it. And so they make the poor decision. So if you can get away from wanting to correct and teach and punish and wanting to make your kid be good through those methods, if you can change that mindset, then you can also then, in turn, change your behavior because you take in the consequences, punishments, threats, bribes, reasoning, lecturing off the table. And that's what I do with my clients when I first meet with them. I say, okay, guys, (laughs) we're going to get rid of all that stuff. And it's hard. It's really hard because even if you're just using it a little bit, it's hard to get rid of it. And, and people really panic like, oh my gosh, I, what am I going to do? Nobody's going to do anything in this house. And that can be the case for a little bit, but it all comes around. So when we get rid of those, so when I work with people and I say, get rid of those, it almost forces you to begin to start to shift your mind because you can't use those anymore. And so then that becomes the hard part, right? For those first couple of weeks, you're like fighting against, oh, I need them but I, I'm, I can't use them because I'm, I'm doing this program with Michelle and I can't, I can't use these things. And so I'm not using them, but I want to use them. And I'm having this internal conflict and fight inside of my body. and I don't know what to do. And it becomes very tiring because you're constantly questioning your brains working so hard and you're trying to form these new neural pathways. And it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. And I think the check-ins I have with my, the weekly meetings I have with my people, it's like, I'm so glad we can do that because they need to come back and have the reinforcement because a lot of them will come back, be defeated and like, I can't do this. You know, this is too hard and I'm not, I'm not being successful. And I think part of the not being successful is that their brain hasn't taken that leap to this new change, to this new way of thinking. So if you can do anything for yourself, I think if you can change the way in which you think about kids and parenting and think of good and evil and punishments and consequences versus connection. If you can change and move to this other way of believing kids are inherently good and that they make mistakes only because they're having a hard time and that you don't need those things to produce great kids, then you'll have an easier time of applying all of the ideology of connective parenting. It's not easy, everybody. <laughs> I've had a hard time. I've had many, many horrible days. I still do the wrong thing. I'm um, that first year was excruciating, um, but I'm glad I did it. You know, I I recently celebrated a birthday, and um, my sweet Esme um, wrote me the most incredible card, and and it was just it warmed my heart. And you know, we've had our struggles, but that's what I want. She's 17 now, and we're we're friends, and um, I deeply respect her. And I'm so grateful for her for leading me to this work. So that mindset shift is what got me there. It's part of what I I help my clients do. And I hope that this podcast can help you shift your mind in that way too. So you can have a little bit easier time applying the ideas of connection. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next time.